Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted you've been able to tune in with us yet again for today's show. Now, before we do get into the top four stories trending here in Thailand, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and give us an old share on social media. If you like listening on a podcast player, there's a link down below in the description where you'll find all the available podcast players where we are on. And finally, if you get some value out of the show, if you want to support the show, or simply buy me a coffee, you can simply use the link also down below in the description for buymeacoffee.com. So now that's all done and dusted, let's jump into the top four stories during the rounds today. The Move Forward Party ensures protection for cannabis growers and sellers. The Move Forward Party has reaffirmed its plan to reinstate cannabis as a narcotic drug while ensuring protection for its growers and sellers. MFP Deputy Leader Sirakana Tanasakun said on Thursday that her party intends to relist cannabis as a narcotic through the Public Health Ministry's new regulation, which aims to authorize police and officials involved in narcotic suppression to effectively regulate its usage. Following the decriminalization of cannabis, the lack of a law governing its use, cultivation, export and import has hindered the work of officials, she said. Authorities could not effectively control cannabis use because there had been no law drawn up to control its use, cultivation, export and import after its decriminalization, she noted. Operators and growers who comply with rules will have their businesses protected, Ms. Sirikana said. This is for those who have obtained licenses and registrations. Once the new regulations come into effect, there will be legislation in place to protect the lawful cultivation of cannabis, she added. We confirm that those who comply with the law will not be affected. Please rest assured, said the MFP member. There will be an announcement to safeguard individuals who have registered their cannabis cultivation and the sale of cannabis-based herbal products, she said. Relisting cannabis as a narcotic is a policy of the MFP, which secured the most House seats in the May 14th general election. The relisting is also outlined in the Memorandum of Understanding that the MFT signed with its potential coalition allies. So, I mean, this was pretty much known before the general election and most of the opposition parties were in favor of relisting it as a narcotic. Now, it's good to see that the growers, especially people who invested a large amount of money, and we're talking about farmers here, will still will have an outlet to be able to produce it. So, But I'm not quite sure exactly, and they're, they're not very upfront about how and what will be sold. I will presume from previous comments that this will be produced for medicinal use only which means all these cannabis shops that you see around the place offering joints for sale and whatnot will will be coming to an end in the not so distant future i think uh they even kind of know the writings on the wall as i've seen a great many of them being up for sale of course why would you buy a cannabis shop when they're going out of business in the next couple of months but i guess there's always somebody uh who will part with their money pretty quickly so moving along and yes it's still back the 300 baht tourism fee remains in limbo the new government is expected to decide the fate of the 300 baht tourism fee which remains uncertain because of roadblocks from unclear implementation since the cabinet approved it in february the collection of the 300 baht tourism fee from foreign visiting thailand by air and 150 baht fee for visitors by land or sea the scheme has not been published in the royal gazette which means there is no impetus to start the project within a specific time frame tourism authority of thailand governor yutasak Supasorn said the project depends upon the decision of the new government as the fee collection methods have not been sorted out yet 
He said there were objections from the private sector, which asked for a more flexible time frame from the Tourism and Sports Ministry earlier this year, proposed starting collection in June. The new government is expected to revise the scheme and decide whether to continue, postpone or adjust the collection method. Mr Yutatak said tourism fees should be postponed until the industry has been fully recovered. He said the most appropriate period is to start from 2024. A government source who requested anonymity said civil servants did not have the authority to initiate fee collection procedures alone during a government power vacuum. There are a number of roadblocks where the new government needs to have a say, especially regarding collection methods. The proposed measures called for embedding the fee in airfares, but airlines said this is an impractical option and the ministry has been hamstrung in trying to find feasible solutions. Setting up automatic kiosks at airports were also discussed, but with the surge of daily arrivals, this process might cause inconvenience and provoke discontent among tourists if they face congestion at airports. Marisa Sukasal President of the Thai Hotels Association said hoteliers mostly support postponing the project to next year when the industry is in better shape. She said the THA supports the scheme but believes it should not start within this year. We want to reiterate our message to the new government that the timeline of the project should be revised, said Miss Marisa. The structure of the fund's management must also be clear so we can explain to tourists how this money will be spent. Regarding a memorandum of understanding signed by eight coalition parties on Monday agreeing on relisting cannabis as a narcotic, she said hotel operators are unlikely to face any impact as most of them did not invest in the cannabis business. So again, still talking about this. You know, this was brought up about, I think, two years ago. I'm trying to look, was looking back through my notes and, and trying to figure out when exactly it was. And it's about two years ago. And within that two-year frame, the current and the, the caretaker government that we currently have, which is Priot and company, were unable to come up and implement this. We were to come up with any solution to take the money in. We're not able to implement the, the, the whole plan. I mean, it's a no wonder they've been voted out of government. Just the sheer incompetence of not being able to actually do it. Now, whether you agree or disagree with the actual fee, I think it's just scandalous to think a government couldn't figure out how to collect 300 baht off tourists coming into the country. I mean, many other countries do it. But it just shows you how incompetent they were. And of course, now you have this Tourism Authority of Thailand uh, pre- uh, President uh, Yutasak Sukhzong saying, oh, he thinks it shouldn't have be happening till next year. Well, he was one of the main guys at the beginning pushing for it. So what, he's trying to keep his job now because the new government's coming in and trying to be like, oh, I'm tourism friendly. I'm not quite sure I buy it, Mr. Yutasorn. So what exactly is the future of this? If I'm going to give my personal opinion here on it, what I think about this, I don't think we're ever going to see the light of day. I believe we have been talking about this 300 baht fee for the last two years for nothing because I don't think it's ever going to see the light of day. I think the current government coming in know that it's probably not the brightest and wisest thing to do but you see the last government when they said something they had to keep going to the end because you know they could never say they were wrong and do a u-turn on it. Whereas I think this government now have the chance at the very beginning to say, no, this is a ridiculous idea. Let's just focus on, you know, kind of sustainable tourism. Let's focus on making people happy coming to this country and dealing with the real problems in the country, not trying to figure out how we can collect 300 baht off tourists and not charge Thai people at the same time and and all the different things that go with it. I think it's probably wise to think that this may be the last we see of the 300 baht fee, but I'd love to know your opinion about it all down below. Do you think we're actually ever going to see a time when they'll collect this fee, or do you think this has just been the biggest waste of time 
over the last two years i'd love to know your opinion as always guys down below in that comment section and moving along now the thai immigration bureau intensifies its crackdown on overstaying foreigners so if you're an overstay guys in the country you could be next in their most recent effort to crack down on overstaying foreigners the thai immigration bureau delivered a robust display of enforcement on may 19th a brief was held to share the results of the bureau's diligent operations in attendance with various high-ranking officials including the commissioner of the immigration bureau his deputies and other members of the force they presented an in-depth review of the actions taken during the enforcement period revealing a significant uptake in the number of arrests made. Now from May 4 to 13th, the Immigration Bureau apprehended a total 1,272 overstaying foreigners. This number marks a remarkable increase of 62% in comparison to previous data. This surge in numbers underscores the effectiveness of the Bureau's concerted efforts in addressing the overstay problem, which has been a point of concern for the Thai authorities for some time. During the last enforcement period spanning October to November of the previous year, a total of only 785 cases were recorded. In comparison, the latest figures demonstrate a dramatic increase in the number of successful apprehensions. This surge can be attributed to the Bureau's intensified efforts and strategy adjustment in tackling this persistent issue. The Immigration Bureau has been relentless in the mission of to enforce immigration laws and regulations. To deter overstaying, the Bureau has been employing stricter measures and penalties for overstayers. This includes a ban from re-entering Thailand for a certain period of time, depending on the length of stay of the overstay. The success of this latest enforcement period shows that the Immigration Bureau's strict measures are yielding a positive result, giving a clear message to all foreigners residing here in Thailand to respect the country's immigration laws and regulations. These actions also demonstrate the Bureau's commitment to ensuring public safety and maintaining national security. The Bureau continued to warn foreign nationals in Thailand of the legal consequences of overstaying. It has embarked on a rigorous public information campaign and urges everyone to make themselves aware of their visa expiration dates and to adhere to the stipulated stay period. Moving forward, the Bureau plans to continue its robust enforcement efforts. It has signaled a commitment to invest in technology training and resources to further enhance its capacity to enforce immigration laws and to ensure the integrity of Thailand's borders. So that little piece is out of a I'm not even sure what publication at the moment, though it seems like they may have written it themselves. But nevertheless, it does underscore the fact that they have apprehended more people on overstay in the last week than pretty much they have in the previous, you know, three to four months. Now, where is this overstay coming from? I would have liked if the article had mentioned the top overstayers, the countries that they were coming from, because I think that would be shine a light on what exactly is going on and where they need to focus their efforts I'm not going to speculate as to who are the top overstayers here in the country. Don't think without any kind of evidence you can do that. But I, I will say that people coming to this country, I think over the last couple of years, let's say during COVID and kind of after COVID, thought they could get away with overstaying in this country because the rules and regulations were so lax because they were giving out, you know, month, two month extension after extension remember those covid extensions and everything and i think a lot of people have got themselves in bother now when you scan through a lot of these facebook groups for uh, visas in thailand or even just local expat 
groups here, Phuket expats, Pattaya expats, whatever. One of the main things that seems to come across is the amount of people who are looking for ways to stay in the country, but not really on the quite a legal thing. Like I saw a guy yesterday, actually it's, it's a normal post you see every day these days. Is, well, he's done his three border bounces or two border bounces and he doesn't know what he's going to do next to get another 30 days. And, you know, somebody mentioned to him, well, perhaps you should figure out how to be legal in the country properly because this continuing border bounce, as we know before COVID, they put a stop to it. I think if anybody remembers, there was a big crackdown on border bouncing. It's when basically you just head over to the border, you stamp yourself out, you come back and you stamp yourself in, you get another 30 days. And there was a big crackdown. I think they said the max you could do in a year was two. But then coming in by air is different and there was no real uh, amount that you could use. Now, the best thing for people, if you want to stay here in Thailand, is to get the correct visa, the correct visa to suit your needs. So if you're working here in Thailand, that would be a non-B. If you're retired, then you're non-O. If you're married, it's a non-O marriage visa, right? You would need to get that. I mean, not everybody can always stay in a country for a long period of time. You just might not fit into the category of visa that's required. So that needs to be also, you know, in your in your mindset. But there seems to be a lot of people currently in Thailand who are using this 30 days to go in and out, trying to stay as long as possible. I'm not sure the exact reason. Are they actually tourists? Are you just living here illegally? Because, you know, if you're doing that, you're technically living here illegally. You're not a tourist. So I, I don't really know what's going on. But it does seem to me that there's an awful lot of people who are currently in Thailand who are overstaying. And as the immigration have warned, that overstaying here in this country gets you blacklisted. And that's the, the biggest thing that will happen to you is you won't be allowed back into Thailand for a certain period of time. So, you know, if, if you are here illegally, if you're currently overstaying, your best bet is to get out of the country as quickly as possible. Find a way to get yourself legally back in. By the way, just for people who are on overstay, I want to make something very clear. If you go to the airport and fly out, you won't be arrested at the airport. Just to let you know, if you go to the immigration to leave and you're on overstay, you go to the airport, you go through immigration, they stamp you out. That's it. You pay the fine there and you leave. That's it. Nothing happens to you after that. You might get a bit of a ban on your thing. You may not. But if you're caught in Thailand on overstay, so you're caught, you're in your car, you pull over by the police and they check your passport, you'll be arrested. You'll be detained. You'll be brought to immigration detention. You'll go through court. After you go through court, you'll be deported. And if you, you have to, by the way, deported is they don't pay for your deportation. So you have to get the money together to pay for your own flight and you sit in immigration detention until you have enough money to do so. And that's why, by the way, there's people languishing in immigration detention centers here in Thailand for many, many years. So these are the things that people don't think about because they think, oh, it's only one or two or three days. One or two or three days can land you in immigration detention center. And you don't want to be there. So that's just a little bit of warning to everybody out there who may be on it. But the majority of people I know, of course, and the majority of people that you probably know are all here legally and doing everything they should. But there is, and there seems to be an ever-increasing amount who are taking risks with their own personal freedom. But that's, I guess, part and parcel of life. And finally, foul play has been suspected after a grab taxi has been damaged in Patong. The latest episode in ongoing disputes between Phuket taxi drivers saw the wheel of a grab taxi driver punctured last night and an act of sabotage which the driver claims was done intentionally by rival providers. The incident occurred yesterday evening around 8.35pm when the driver of the grab taxi, Tanawanta Wanapat, dropped off customers at the Tritrang Beach Hotel in Tritrang Beach, Patong. 
Mr. Tanawanta had collected his customers from Bangalore Road in Patong around 8.20pm after they had used the Grab app to reserve his services, he told police, in an official complaint lodged after the incident. Outside the hotel, Mr. Tanawanta said he noticed a queue of local taxi providers parked who shouted to him to question what he was doing, to which he replied he was dropping some customers off. After the customers alighted at the hotel, Mr. Tanawanta said an unidentified man knocked on his driver's side window and asked him about the customers. He confirmed to the man that he had just dropped the passengers off and was not waiting for any more. Immediately after leaving the venue, he noticed trouble with the rear right wheel of his car and after stopping to inspect, he realized that there were three sharp objects that looked like nails or tacks that had punctured the tire. He immediately called the Patong police, who sent two officers to the scene and advised him to lodge an official complaint at Patong police station, which he did with a police colonel Chanan around 10pm. Mr. Tanawanta also lodged an official complaint with the hotel management regarding the incident. Although he had no direct proof, he was convinced this foul play was the work of the taxi drivers that were waiting in a line with their vehicles outside the Tritrang Beach Hotel when he dropped his customers off and that the sharp objects had purposely been positioned under his rear tire to cause damage while the unidentified man had distracted him to allow this to happen. He disclosed that he had previously refused to pick up customers from the Tritang Beach Hotel after being warned about the conduct of local taxi drivers in the area, but though on this occasion he was only dropping off customers and not collecting them, it would not be any problem. Police confirmed that Mr. Tanawata's vehicle is correctly registered with the Grab and Hello Phuket transport application and was legally taxed and that an investigation would continue. After taking his car to be repaired, he imparted a cautionary plea to local authorities. I would like to leave a message to the government officials because now the situation is starting to get violent. Please help fix the problem. Let there be no more violent conflicts, he said. The incident came after the Move Forward Party MP-elect for Constituency 1 in Phuket, Samtar Chitawatharon, vowed to tackle the issue of taxi disputes, which has been going on for many months and has seen several flash incidents that officials fear will tarnish the image of Phuket. In a Facebook post on Tuesday, Mr. Samchar expressed concern about mafia behaviour by prohibiting other taxis from picking up passengers in their own queue area, behaviour which destroys the reputation of the province tourism industry. Mr. Somchard urged any people who experience such problems with taxi drivers in this constituency to take audio and video clips of the offending taxi driver and report the incident to Phuket City Police Station, as well as him directly. And this is the usual carry-on now here in Phuket. It's become common, as common as day. Every, every day of the week it's going on. But what's interesting is, is that I know he's filed complaints about the hotel, but as he dropped those guests off at the front of the hotel i can guarantee you there's cctv in the front of that hotel guarantee you so it should be easy for the hotel to be able to give the cctv footage find out who did it and have him arrested and fined for whatever he's done for whatever the perpetrator of the crime did of course the hotel probably are too scared to do that for fear of what might happen with the taxi drivers because that's exactly how they operate they operate under the fear of violence and intimidation and this kind of thing does need to be stopped very soon now on a positive note the three move forward party mps who just recently got elected have been making splashes already have been focusing on phuket issues and even though they're not even part of the parliament yet they've been going down to police stations demanding to know what police are going to start doing about it demanding to know what local authorities are going to do about local issues and getting things sorted so it is promising that you see mps starting to be involved in the area because in my 10 years here in thailand i've never once heard of an mp from phuket 
Phuket ever even pop up and talk about anything. So it's good to see these guys making some sort of a, a splash, start to, you know, uh, make an impression on the local community. They've been voted in by the people of Phuket to do a job for the people of Phuket, and it's good to see them taking an interest in local issues. Hopefully it will continue once they do get elected and, you know, confirmed as to be an MP but, and, and go to Bangkok and don't disappear. But it is certainly positive steps. As for the taxi drivers, I don't know what the solution is with this whole Phuket taxi mafia thing. I I really don't know what they've allowed it to get so out of control now that I'm not sure there is even a solution to it all. But anyway, that's it for today, folks. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Don't forget to leave your comments all down below in the comment section. And we'll see you again tomorrow. Have a great day and stay safe. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.